there. Welcome to Warm Fuzzies, a new podcast from Daily Paws. I'm your host, Carmen Hotchkiss, and today we're speaking to Marna Robertson, the administrator at Meadowbrook Medical Care Facility in Bel Air, Michigan. Meadowbrook is a long-term care nursing home, but there's nothing cold or sterile about this place. The residences here are referred to as households, and each one has a welcoming name like Cedar River House or Glacier Hill Cottage. It's a quiet place normally, but recently there's been a lot of buzz in the village of Bel Air, and that's all thanks to a very determined mutt named Scout who broke out from the nearby animal shelter not once, not twice, but three times to take up residence at Meadowbrook. How he did it is an incredible feat, but even more incredible is the profound difference he's made in the lives of Meadowbrook's residents and staff. Hello and welcome to Warm Fuzzies. Our guest today is Marna, who we're talking to from Michigan. And I I have to tell you that the first time I heard this story about the pet that we're going to meet today, I started crying just a little bit because I found the whole idea just really, really touching. And so I can't wait to share that with everyone. Marna, thank you for being here. Would you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. My name is Marna Robertson. I'm a registered nurse, and I'm also the nursing home administrator for Antrim County's Meadowbrook Medical Care Facility. We reside in Bel Air, Michigan, and we are the home of Scout, the Wonder Dog, who we're going to talk a little bit about today. Yeah. You know, it's not unheard of for a care facility to have a pet in residence, but Scout came to you in a really interesting way, a way I've never heard of a care facility acquiring a pet. Can you tell us that story? Sure. Meadowbrook is, again, we're rural, just to cue this up. We're in a rural community and we have a highway. We're right on the highway, um, but it's not a very busy highway like you would think. But anyway, across the street, little kitty corner is the animal shelter. And Scout was detained, uh, for the lack of a better word, in the animal shelter. And one night, in the middle of a night, the nursing supervisor was making rounds. And we have a very nice lobby, has a fireplace, it's very inviting, it has a nice couch, chairs where guests and company can come and sit. And she's making rounds in the facility, and she looks over on the couch and she sees this dog laying there. (laughs) And she was wondering, where did this, where did this dog come from? We have, you know, automatic doors, but this is in the middle of the night. And so she calls the sheriff because the sheriff's department at the time was in charge of the animal shelter. So she calls the sheriff's department and they come and pick Scout up. And they said, yeah, he's, he's at the animal shelter. So they take him back and she carries on about her business. So the next night comes and she's making her rounds, and there's the dog again. <laughs> so she has to call the animal shelter. She calls the sheriff's department, and they're like, okay. Mm-hmm. So they come and get him, verify, yep, that's Scout, and they take him back. A couple days later, same thing, and it's at the middle of the night. And so she calls the sheriff's department again, and they come and take Scout. Now, I believe in universal signs and signals, 
and three times is the charm. And so I asked the staff, I'm like, this is meant to be, this dog wants to be here. And without knowing what he did to get here, I had asked the staff, well, which do you think anybody would like to adopt a dog? And at first I didn't get a response, but one of the staff members, she says, you know, I'll, I'll take Scout. I'll take him home. I'll adopt him. So, okay. Well, that was about a week and Scout just wasn't happy there. So that's when I had reached out to our households. And at the time we had seven of them and Glacier Hill House, where Scout lives now, they said, yes, we'd love to adopt him. And so we went through that process. Unbeknownst to me, when we talked to the sheriff, he really had to go through, he had to scale a 10 foot fence. He unlocked the doors um, to get out of the shelter. Scout did. Yes. Oh my gosh. We didn't know that until we were going through the adoption uh, part for him. He wanted to be here. He was really determined. He was, yes. Um, has he since like done any kind of Houdini escapey kinds of things, like shown how he can single-mindedly decide to get somewhere that he really wants to be? Yes. Within the facility, he's never tried to leave. I mean, when he's been here, obviously he chose us as our home. But in the household where he lives, there's certain places sometimes where he's not supposed to be. Um, an example, the nurse's station. He can go in there, but, you know, sometimes it gets really busy and they have report. Well, he would flip the door latch. We had to change the door latch to more of a rounded one. So he couldn't open it because, yeah, he has free will and he goes where he likes to go. He sounds like a really smart dog. Yes. What do you know about his life before he chose you? Well, we don't know a whole lot, but what we do know from the sheriff's department, he probably came from an abused environment. Hmm. Um, he had been shot with BBs because they had found BBs in him when they had done like a vet check. I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. And he was a little skittish of men in uniform and like with jingling keys. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, like the sheriff, they probably had the keys to, to lock doors. And our maintenance men here wear blue uniforms. And of course they have jingly keys. So he was a little skittish of the maintenance guys, but that didn't take long. They would bring treats and, and he warmed up to, to our maintenance men. But that's about all we know. We don't know um, like who dropped him off or, or where he was originally from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, about how old is Scout? Scout is now about 10 years old. I think the vet said he was probably six or seven when he was dropped off at the shelter. Yeah. yeah. So he has been living with you guys for several years now. Yes. Yes. As he's continued to live there, are there certain people that he's really warmed up to or seem to also choose? Like, you're, you're it for me. Yes. So in our household, we have nurses, we have nurse aides, we have household assistants, and then we have a household coordinator. And, you know, why animals choose who they do? I don't know. It's probably like people, right? We like some people, we don't like other people. And some people were like, meh. <laughs> um, but Scout chose our household coordinator and her name is Jenny Martinek. And overall, he, I mean, he has people he loves and, and, you know, he'll gravitate to, but Jenny is his absolute number one person. 
And he knows when she's in the building, if she's not in that household, because she does a lot of different things within the facility. And he has to be with her and he knows when she's in the building. Um, If she's in another household, he will be at the door wanting out to be with her. Of course, she's not here 24-7, right? So he has other people on off shifts that, okay, you're my temporary person. You're not my Jenny person, but you'll do for right now until she comes back. Uh, I hope Jenny likes dogs. Well, you know, that's a funny thing. She really wasn't a dog person before Scout came. And now she, you know, she has a couple of pups. But yeah, her and Scout have, you know, it's just a beautiful bond that they have. It sounds like he's the kind of dog who um, who wins people over. He does. Now, from the resident perspective, he our households are about 20, um, 20 rooms to a household and, and they're private rooms. And and he has certain residents, too, that, you know, he bonds to and that he checks. But he checks on all of them every day. He will go in and out each of the rooms. Um, but he has a few that, you know, he'll snuggle with and, and spend a little bit more time than others. There's some residents that have special treats for him. Mm. Because when you come to long-term care, this is this is your last home. And we try and make it as, as home-like as possible. But by the time you're here, you, you've went through a lot of loss. And some of the loss is loss of pets, right? I've had to give up a pet maybe, uh, or I've had my last pet before I've come to the facility. And Scout, him being there, his presence has made life normal uh, for the residents, I guess, for the lack of a better word, and just has added to their quality of life like our pets do. We couldn't agree with Marna more, but right now we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll hear more from her about how Scout has brightened the lives of the residents of Meadowbrook. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to Daily Pause Presents Warm Fuzzies. Do you have any theories about why Scout picked you guys? Well, in jest, I say it was the food. He probably smelt our food from over at the animal shelter. (laughs) He sounds very food motivated. He is food motivated. I mean, what's not to like? And you can smell like, you know, bacon and eggs and sausage cooking and, and that type of thing. But I think he just wanted a home and we're a big house. We're, we're just a big home. And I think that's what he wanted. And um, he's obviously a, a people dog. He's living a pretty great life. I'll say. It sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he probably doesn't sleep on the couch in the lobby anymore. No. Where does Scout sleep? 
wherever he wants to. But he... <laughs> Just like my dog. <laughs> absolutely, wherever he wants to. And he sometimes sleeps with the residents. And we have couches in the living room. We have a den, though, that he has his food and his own special bed and place. Because it can be a lot uh, for an animal. You don't get a lot of downtime. And when he wants a little quiet time or or just to chill, he will go in the den and, you know, have his own space. Like dogs mm-hmm. do that have crates, right? You know, sometimes when they just need a break, they'll go to their crate and their safe space. And he has a big den that he can go in if he just doesn't feel like visiting. But most of the time, he's in the living room or he's in a residence room visiting. You raise a really good point, Marna. Like, Having a dog, uh, living with a dog in a care facility, in a mm-hmm. an institution, I don't want to make it sound too mm-hmm. cold because it, it sounds very, mm-hmm. very homey, but caring for mm-hmm. a pet in that environment is a lot different than having a pet in your house. Um, what are some of the things that you guys have, have worked out over time for how to care for a dog as well as for your residents? Right. Oh, some things, you know, it's just universal, like cleaning up after the dog. That was something that we had to work through. Um, Keeping him out of the kitchen during the dining times, right? Um, I remember my grandmother, we had a dachshund and she was like, you cannot be in the kitchen while I'm cooking and getting underfoot. So giving Scout those boundaries and those parameters too, um, those were some of the things that we had to work for. His personal care, when he gets fed, watering, who's going to take him to the vet, um, going to the groomer, those are things that you just kind of have to work through. And his person, Jenny, she really takes care of a lot of that stuff too for Scout. They sound like a good partnership. Yes. Before we got started today, you were telling me a little story about um, something Scout did maybe yesterday where he came to visit you. He did. Will you tell us about that? Sure. So uh, Jenny and him were coming down the hallway and, you know, my office doors are opened and he popped in and uh, decided he was going to come and say hello to me and visit with me. And I have two chairs across from my desk and He just hopped right up there after he got his hugs and kisses and made himself at home. And then Jenny and I proceeded to have a a little visit. And then he went on about his merry way and probably visited some of the office staff as well. Um, And, you know, he always gets a treat when he comes. So that's a good motivator, too, for him. He likes that. You know, some meetings just need a dog. Yeah, that's right. Scout's very intuitive. And one of the things, you know, in long-term care is, is people pass away, they die. And he knows that. He knows when somebody is at their end of life in those active dying stages, and he will be with them. It's pretty cool. Yeah. He'll go on their bed and yeah. Little emotional, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm I me too. Yeah. Yeah. What else does Scout like to do with residents? He likes to get treats. He does. He likes to snuggle. Yes. And he likes to participate in activities. He likes to be in the know. So an example, we had somebody bring their donkeys. Um, 
they were miniature donkeys, I think, or maybe they were regular donkeys. Anyway, we had about six or seven donkeys in the courtyard a couple wow. of weeks ago. This is awesome so the already. Could, <laughs> yeah. And so we have two big courtyards. So we had the residents and the donkeys were there so they could be petted and, you know, enjoy. And Scout has to be in the thick of that. Um, we have a trout pond. And so when the residents are fishing, um, which that's a normal activity in the summer, he has to be out there too. He just likes you know, seeing what's going on and being with his people, so to speak, and being part of the daily life. I can totally picture the scene you've painted that he's just he's just there and I want to know and I mm -hmm. want to be part of it. That's right. Christmas time when we're opening up presents, he's right there and he gets his own presents too. He's just a big part of the family. Well, I can see why he's such an inspiring dog. When you brought Scout in, what is some of the training that you needed to do with him? Like you've mentioned setting some boundaries about like where you can be, uh, but what else did he need to learn? Um, I guess went to woof appropriately. So when we have visitors come in, we have people ring the doorbell and then we let people into the household. So it's not a free for all. Okay. People can't just walk into the household unannounced. So when he hears the doorbell, he gives a bark uh, to let the staff know, hey, there's somebody at the door. We wanted to make sure that he, because sometimes, again, he gets a sense about somebody. We don't want the visitors to be afraid or fearful um, when he woofs. It's just to let us know, the staff, that, hey, there's somebody here, a visitor. You need to pay attention to this. One of the other things, again, the boundary thing during when the residents are having meals, he needs to stay out of the kitchen. So Jenny did some training with him on that. But otherwise, he's so smart. We really didn't have to. I mean, he knows how to shake and sit and lay down. And there wasn't really a whole heck of a lot we needed to, to do with him. And it's uh, to your point about him being really intuitive, um, mm -hmm. that's something that therapy pets and just pets that spend time with people who are in vulnerable positions. It's a beautiful gift that they bring to to all of us, really. Yes. He knows when somebody is sad or, you know, those very vulnerable folks that are in their advanced stages of dementia. He knows he'll stay by them or he'll visit them a little bit more often, maybe when they're sitting in the living room or sitting in the dining room waiting for a meal. Uh, he will, he'll, he'll make rounds, I think a little bit more frequently than maybe somebody that is, you know, up and mobile and, and can visit kind of on their own. He tends to gravitate towards the, the more vulnerable folks that need that tactile type stimulation. Marna, can you tell us one particular story about a time that Scout really connected with a resident or really made their day? You know, he has a favorite, um, their name's Shirley Sawyer, and they have a very special bond. He will go and, and he'll, you know, spend time with her, lay on her bed while she's in her room watching television or, you know, reading and um, you know, that happens not only with her, but that just happens so often with him. I mean, he 
He's just like you said, he, he's just kind of everywhere. He likes to be part of what's going on. And sometimes what's going right. on is exciting. And sometimes right. what's going on is, you know, I'm sitting watching TV or I'm reading or I'm just being quiet. Right. What would you like people to know if they're visiting a facility where there's a pet in residence? I would say respect that household and that that pet is part of their family. Um, And that pet is loved by that household and the people that live there. So you need to honor that. Um, And also just ask, you know, what are the boundaries? What are the parameters on on how I deal with your dog or your cat or bird or or whatever pet that you have? I think in general, asking when somebody else's pet is involved is a a really good ground rule, a, a really good place to start. What else should we know about Scout? Oh, gosh. Well... He's just such a good dog. He's a goofball. I mean, <laughs> he can be stubborn um, in his own way. Like if when he's done and he doesn't want to be out or visiting anymore, he will leave the scene and go back to his den or go back to the household. We had a car show this summer. and The residents could go in the parking lot and look at all these cool classic cars. Well, they wanted Scout to come and get a picture taken with us. And I'm like, all right. So he comes out and we had sat for just a couple of pictures and he was over it. And he was like, I'm going back into the house and you can't stop me. So we had, of course, on a leash and, you know, he was tugging on that leash. So the person that was holding him, I'm like, you know what, just let him go because he was over it. I unclipped the the leash and man, he went charging right back in and knew exactly where he was going. It's such a great story. And it's such a good reminder for all of us that, um, you know, pets have their opinions and their needs and mm-hmm. we have to listen to them. Yes. Even if we had something else in mind for their day. Yes, that's right. Well, Meadowbrook sounds like a really lovely, lovely place to live and work. And um, certainly there are other reasons besides Scout that it sounds like a beautiful place to be. But Scout, uh, he knew what he was doing when he picked you guys. And he's really, it feels like he's the cherry on top at a, a really, a really lovely place. Thank you. I'm biased. Thanks for being with us today, Marna. Oh, I appreciate your time. And I hope this makes uh, people, you know, more aware that there's life in long-term care facilities. But more to the point, you know, animals really give us uh, so much love and joy across all spectrums. And I think that's a wonderful little story. So I hope this helps brighten people's day. Undoubtedly. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Daily Pause Presents Warm Fuzzies. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And we'd love your feedback. If you could rate this podcast and leave us a review, we'd really appreciate it. You can also find us online at dailypause.com slash warm fuzzies podcast. We hope you'll join us again next Thursday as we learn about one very cool cat who 
who is helping make air travel as stress-free as possible. That would be Denver International Airport's first and only therapy cat, Zelly. See you next week.